My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. Hallelujah. Someone can say hallelujah. Praise God. This is a good day. Amen. I'm not walking around like heavy laden, dragging some excess baggage. I'm on my way. Amen. Like they sang Been a few minutes earlier. Praise God to a better place. And I thank God today. If you're joined with, joining with me, I thank God that you can give God praise and the glory for this very thing. Hallelujah. This is our we are that witness that God needs today upon this earth, upon this land, as we make our way through. Amen. Strangers and pilgrims, doesn't matter how they look at us, cross-eyed, or if they wave us goodbye. Amen. The Bible says, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. So I got to make it all the way to the end. That's where I'm going. Hey, hey, buddy, where are you going? I'm going to the end. Praise God. I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. And this is all possible by Jesus Christ. If this is the first time that you're listening, I'm not here for religion. I'm not here for any other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's lots of things in this world that we can give credit to. But when it comes to eternal life, there is only one man who gave his life. Hallelujah. Peter preached it. One of his first sermons in Acts chapter 4. You can read it. Verses 10, 11, and 12. Amen. That there was only one man. And he says... This was Peter teaching or preaching in the present day. And he says, there is only one man and you crucified him. He's pointing to the people in his day. He says, you know who he is? He's Jesus Christ because you all crucified him. Praise God. But he didn't stay dead for very long. Hallelujah. Amen. Then after you buried him, he didn't stay buried for very long. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Praise God for a risen Savior today. Blessed be his holy name. Amen. I thank God. That's why we can sing. We can praise Him on the organs, like the Bible says. Praise Him on the stringed instruments. Amen. Praise Him on the cymbals, on the high-sounding cymbals. Hallelujah. For who He is and for what He has done. Another song we sing sometimes is, When I think of His goodness and all that He's done for me. Can someone say for me? Hallelujah. We're going to pray in a moment or two. We're going to pray and thank God for His goodness. Hallelujah. And this goes beyond what's in your refrigerator. This goes beyond what you're sitting on. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're sitting on that Italian leather imported sofa in your living room. Amen. I'm not talking about things that you can touch or you can smell or you can handle. I'm talking about what's in me. Can someone say in me? Praise God. Not what's in my bank account, what's in me. His name is... Hallelujah. Praise God. In fact, we're going to be reading some scriptures shortly. Amen. The blessing of 
who God is and what he has done for us and that we become well aware of who we are in God. That's in the New Testament. But before we get there, even in the Old Testament, I read from the 25th Psalm, Psalm 25. The writer here, he writes, lead me in thy truth and teach me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to repeat that first half. He says, lead me in thy truth and teach me. If you're wondering who he's talking to, who the writer is talking to, just jump up to verse 4. He says, O Lord, teach me. Then in verse 5, he says, lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art, listen to this, the God of my salvation. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. The God of my salvation. I don't care whose name you may come up with. There is only one God of salvation, the God and Father of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's whom we serve today. I don't care who came afterwards. There's nobody came before because the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. He was there since the beginning. His name is. So nobody came before. They all just showed up after the fact try to get in on some of the action or whatever they wanted to try and prove. The devil is a liar. So it doesn't matter whose name you come up with. There is only one name given to us whereby with men may be saved, whereby with women may be saved, and that name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it all started right here with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost as David writes these words. He says, lead me. Praise God. This is a Psalm of David. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. I'm going to pray in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to pray to the God of my salvation. Praise God. I can, the, the, today, I know what, as I said, I'm kind of talking about what's in me. He's the God of my salvation. Praise God. I know what's in me. His name is Jesus. I know what is going to make a difference when it all comes down to it. You need Jesus. If you're tuning in for the first time, Jesus Christ, in Him crucified. You're going to hear that name a lot, because any other name doesn't count. Nothing else matters but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I'm here, amen, to make the difference. See, I don't hear that very often while well, I'm standing in the gap. I'm standing in the gap of indifference. I'm standing in the gap of religion. I'm standing in the gap of men and women's failure to mention I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first and to the, to the, to the Jew first and to the Gentile. This is Romans 1, chapter 16. For therein lieth the next verse. Amen. The righteousness of God. I'm talking about the righteousness of God. Not what men and women think is right. It's what God says is right. It's what God thinks is right is what the Word of God. Amen. I trust you have a Bible so you can follow along. Hallelujah. It's what the Word of God. Amen. God's Word. Hallelujah. This is what I'm speaking of. If you want to read what I just wrote, it's ro or what I just quoted rather, it's Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and verses 17. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to pray. If you are willing to join with me, I'm going to ask you to stand. All those around me are standing. Praise God. We're getting ready. Amen. As Jesus says, as often as you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. A holy name 
for a holy God. And we pray unto you today, praise God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. I thank God for your kingdom. Blessed be his holy name. Praise God. We can pray for your kingdom to come, Lord, because we pray ready. Thank you, Jesus. Ready because of what your son Jesus Christ did. Ready because of the work that he accomplished on Calvary. We're ready. Be ye therefore ready. In fact, the teaching of your son Jesus. Thank God, Heavenly Father, that you so loved the world that you gave unto us your only begotten son. Praise God. That whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You did not send him into the world to condemn the world, but that the world by him, that the world through him may be saved. And I thank God today that we take this time. Another opportunity to announce, to lift up, to magnify, to glorify, hallelujah, the name of Jesus Christ. That men and women may hear today a Savior's name. They may hear today a Lord's name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. I thank God today there's no other name. It's not complicated. We're not wondering. We're not halt between two or three or four or half a dozen. There is only one way, one truth, and one life, and His name is Jesus Christ. And I thank God today, praise God, that we are blessed to walk in that way. If someone listening to me is not found in that way, Lord, I pray that today they hearken unto your voice. For today is the day. This is the time. This is the hour. This very second. Listening to me, don't wait. Don't hesitate any longer. Repent of your sins. Call upon God. Call upon the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And ye shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. Believe it in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Salvation is that close to you. You need it today in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for all those listening. Lord, I give you the praise and the glory for the message which we are about to hear. I thank God for, what, which, for all those things which were sown in the French language a few minutes ago. Souls being added to the kingdom of God. I give you the praise and the glory for it. Praise God. But now, in the English language, as we get ready to receive, as I get ready to announce, as I get ready to preach, anoint the word of God. Lord, I pray that every word that proceeds out of my mouth that falls into good ground in the name of Jesus Christ. We're looking for good ground today. Good ground that will produce a good root. Good root will produce good fruit. Praise God. The husbandman, Father, you can come down and inspect your vineyards today. Purge us so that we bear more fruit, that we bear much fruit, that we bear fruit. Praise God. I thank God for the purging today. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. To be attached to that true vine, your son, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Bless the branches in the name of Jesus. Give us that watering of the word. Hallelujah. Give us that, amen, that strengthening that we need, praise God, that we can produce. Hallelujah. That we can be productive, that we can be profitable for your kingdom. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, today. Praise God for the blessing. Hallelujah, which I pray for all my brothers and sisters around me and every single one who's listening to me, all my friends, my brothers and sisters listening to me today. Praise God. I thank God. For ears that will be open to hear in the name of Jesus. Eyes that will be open to see in Jesus' name. Hearts that will be open to receive in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what I pray, I declare, and decree it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Oh, Lord, I call it done. Some of us, we need a touch. I pray for my dear sister Helen, whatever's, she's, whatever's going in her, in her body, 
we don't know what it is, Lord, but we know it's not from you. So we don't want it. Devil, you refuse. You're bound right now. I cast out all these germs in the name of Jesus. They die in the, at the root in the name of Jesus Christ. You shall no longer linger in her body in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. We pray for our sister Jane as well. The miracle that she needs in her life, it takes place today. Praise God. Increase her faith. The preaching of the word of God will increase her faith, Lord in the name of Jesus. And so many others, they hear man's report and they fall into fear. They have nowhere to turn but to you. But here we are, we're entangled with yokes, we're entangled with bondages, we're entangled with religion, we're entangled with false doctrine, we're entangled with so many things. We just can't get to you. But in the name of Jesus, I rebuke them right now. In Jesus' name, praise God. Whoever it is, listen to me. Be saved right now, be healed in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, praise God what the Bible says. Amen. That his blood was shed. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And the Bible says that by his stripes ye were healed. Praise God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Praise God. It's all there for us. Praise God. Salvation. Praise God. Freedom to set, be made free from our sin. Hallelujah. To walk this troubled earth in peace. There it is. Jesus took care of all these things. Ailments, whatever our flesh is facing, we're healed. Be healed now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak forth these words. Receive it and accept it in Jesus' name. Whatever other needs we may have, in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Our businesses, brand new. We're starting brand new business. A couple of months, a couple of days old, whatever it is. In Jesus' name, praise God. Prosperity. Hallelujah. Property that needs to be sold. In Jesus' name. It is done. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Wherever our trailer is right now on the road, Lord, I pray that eyes will see him in the message. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If they don't have a Bible, let them have the courage, the, to, the, the, the wisdom to walk up and ask for a Bible so that they can go home with your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Praise God. This technology, as we sow it, Rather, sorry, as we share it, as we do what we know to do to spread this gospel, Lord, I pray that none of this, our labor is not in vain. Our tithes, our offerings, our testimonies, as we pray and fast, it's not in vain, Lord. You taught us to do those things, and we do it with joy. We do it with gladness, for you love a cheerful giver. Praise God. And we do it, hallelujah, knowing because you asked us to do it, praise God, and it will bear fruit. In the name of Jesus, devil, back off and back out. You're defeated right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the greater, the greater one is in us. And I thank God today, praise God, as we resist you, we see you flee in the name of Jesus. If you don't want to flee, you can join the serpents and the scorpions under my feet. In the name of Jesus, one way or the other, you are defeated. It is written, it is written, it is written. Praise God. The victory belongs to my brothers and sisters. We are the victors. We are not the victims. Lord, I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, giving you all the praise, giving you all the glory, and giving you all the honor from generation to generation, forever and forever. Amen and amen. All the saints, all of you say amen. Praise God at home. Praise God. Keep your hands up. If you agree, you say amen. Praise God for your word today. Hallelujah, which will bless us. Hallelujah for the anointing of your word today. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Praise his holy name. Someone say Jesus Christ. Amen. My Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. 
one and the one and only who shed his blood. Hallelujah. Blood was shed. And it wasn't a goat. It wasn't a billy goat. It wasn't a sheep. It wasn't a lambikin. Amen. It was the Lamb of God. And his name was Jesus Christ. Praise God. The prophet John pointed and says, Behold the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And he was pointing not at Judas. He was pointing at Jesus. He was not pointing at Peter. He was pointing at Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's who I lift up today. Praise God. That is the gospel which I am announcing today. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All the days of my life. Praise God. Amen. Today and forever. Praise God. Amen. The Bible says to come into his courts with, amen, with thanks, enter his gates with praise and come to his courts, amen, into his courts with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Once we've given thanks, once we have, we've prayed and our We've, uh, you know, given our supplications. Paul, Paul wrote, he says, now he says, offer your thanksgiving unto him. Praise God. So we've prayed. We've asked for things. Hallelujah. Show God that you're thankful. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name that we recognize. Hallelujah. That the God we serve, he is faithful to his word. Praise God. Amen. The God that I pray to, he is faithful to his word. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father in heaven. Glory be unto God. Amen. Thank God for your protection today. Amen. Thank God for the blessing we have to walk in spirit and in truth, not to walk after the flesh, mindful of the things of the flesh, but we walk after the spirit and we mind the things of the spirit today. For there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but who walk after the spirit. Praise God. Thank God today. There's no more condemnation in my soul today. Hallelujah. In my soul today. Praise God. In my soul today. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. If your hands are still up, say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Whatever you received this week, you sat down this morning, and you were able to bless bread and water. Amen. There was a substance. There was something in your refrigerator. Hallelujah. When the bills needed to be paid on Friday or on Thursday, there was a, sub there was a financial substance you were able to pay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When you got in your car this morning, you turned the key, the motor turned over and started. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I woke up, amen, and with my mind stayed upon him. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. At home, say thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. I thank God today, praise God, amen, that we can have this a thankful heart and give God praise. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've come to glorify the Lord. Amen. I've come to lift up his name. Praise God. That's what we are here to do today. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I don't want to be found alone doing it. Praise God. Say his name. Amen. Say his name. Praise God. Say his name. Amen. Make the devils tremble. Say his name. Savior, amen, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, King of kings, Jesus, blessed be his holy name, thank you, Jesus, praise God, hallelujah, come to praise him today, and to give him all the glory, hallelujah, the Bible says he is worthy, praise God, he is worthy, praise his holy name, hallelujah, his name is? Before you sit down, if, you, if your hands are still up, we'll put them together. 
and make some noise. The Bible says to clap your hands, all you land to the Lord. Amen. So do that today. Hallelujah. Before we say or do anything else, praise God. Make some noise. A joyful noise. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. My mind stayed upon him. And God says, my peace shall I give unto thee. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In this day and age, we need peace. Praise God. Is that the way you woke up this morning? Perchance. Just perchance you didn't wake up that way. Well, stay tuned because we're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to open up God's Word and we're going to set our mind. We're going to become mindful of those things. How shall we neglect so great a salvation? So perchance, amen, as I said, if there's one or two or it doesn't matter how many, this morning, if you woke up and you were disturbed, you were anxious, you were nervous, started to bite your nails, amen. What's good is don't reach for the you know, jar of pills on the, night, on the nightstand. Make sure there's a Bible on your nightstand. Praise God. Amen. And open up the Word of God so that you can read. Hallelujah. It will make all the difference in the world. Praise His holy name. Amen. Are you with me? Praise God. So as I said, just in case, amen, today you were too busy or there's too much on the go. Well, I thank God you're with me now. We've connected. Hallelujah. And others will share this link so that you can help me connect with people, help me soul. The message we're going to hear, it's going to, it's going to help all of us make it to the end. Praise God. We're talking about the kingdom of God. We're going to look at what will not get in, and we're going to look at what will get in, but we're going to spend more time looking at what will not get into the kingdom of God. If you're listening on Facebook, you'll notice the title of this message today. We're not really changing directions. We're still headed for the kingdom of God. I'm still going to be talking about the kingdom of heaven like I have for the past couple of months. But the title has changed. The curse of sin. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to find out that sin is a reality. That disobedience does exist in the heart and in the mind of men and women. But what you and I can do about it because we do have a promise to inherit the kingdom of God. Praise God. But not everybody gets in. Amen. But thanks be unto God for his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you need a Bible? I insist. I'm going to be reading from a King James version. So if you have that version, we can read word for word. Find a place that's comfortable. Once I get going, I'm good for about 90 minutes. Praise God. Even though Amen. We just, I just left a two-hour broadcast in the French, and I'm anxious. I'm ready to um, see what the Spirit of God has unto the church today in the English language. So as I said, help me. Share this link. Help me so. Praise God. If you comment, I'll see your names, and I'm going to thank each and every one of you as, uh, if I see your names. Amen. If I don't see your names, I thank you in advance. Thank you so much for listening. Praise God for sharing your time with us here in Montreal. This is a live stream from the house of God here in Montreal. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Lincoln. As I said, get your Bibles because we're going to get ready to read. I've got a lot to read because God has a lot to say. Praise God. Amen. And I'm not 
Amen. I'm not afraid to read, but with that saved the Lord, we're going to go into the book of Daniel chapter 9. Praise God. So you can find that passage, find that chapter as we get ready to receive of what God has for you and I. Praise God. Amen. As our sister and our brother brings us into this transition, greet your brothers and sisters online. Hallelujah. Welcome. Amen. Stranger, friend, and family, brother and sister alike. Welcome them into the presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to get my position closer to the camera. Praise God. And we're getting ready to receive what God has for us today. Even if you're sitting, you can say hallelujah. Maybe some of you haven't sat down yet. Music was going. Amen. Guitar strings were being plucked. Hallelujah. Amen. You're still standing up. Say hallelujah. Just before you sit down today, praise God. Praise his holy name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. His name is. Say it one more time. Praise God. Speak salvation. Hallelujah. Speak healing. Amen. Speak peace, for he is our peace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Say his name. Counselor, say his name. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm delighted and blessed by the Spirit of the living God to have this opportunity to come into your houses. I appreciate that so much. Praise God. I know things are opening up here in Montreal. Praise God. We're seeing some brothers and sisters we haven't seen for a while. Praise God. I'm so glad that we, the restrictions are being uplifted. Still don't know where we're going with all of this, but for today, for right now, we are getting ready to receive of the Word of God. So directly from the Word of God, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. As I mentioned, I'm going to be reading from the book of Daniel. It's going to be the ninth chapter. I'm going to read one verse before I get into the New Testament. And I thank God today for all of you that has joined with us today. Praise God. The blessing that um, we will receive from God and his word. The word of God is open. Praise God. I have prayed for open eyes and open hearts and open ears to hear, to see, and to receive. So I thank God today, praise God, that we'll, get to, we'll be ready 
to receive what God has for us by his word. This is important. If you're sitting there saying you relegate this thing to an old book, well, yeah, it is an old book. I don't even know how old it is. I know it's old. It goes all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Praise God. So I hope, I trust that you have nothing against old books, because this is as old as it gets. It goes way back. Amen. Even as it was in the beginning, as John wrote it, praise God, in one of his epistles, praise God, it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass. So once everything is all said and done, the Word still going to be the Word. Praise God. So attach yourself to that eternal source that we have today, which is proceeded out directly out of the mouth of God. Praise God. Share this link. Praise God. If you're joining with us again, I appreciate, amen, everyone, amen, every second, the amount of time, all your comments, amen, which I read at the end of the day. Praise God. I appreciate that very much. And I pray, praise God, for you as I see you. Hallelujah. Joining with us, praise God. So far apart, but this technology brings us together. God brings us together. So I will glorify him. Thank God for Facebook, but God gets the glory. Amen. Zuckerberg, not so much. Amen. But God gets the glory. Hallelujah. But thank God for this technology that we have. 30 seconds, Daniel chapter 9. Hallelujah. It's a hot, balmy day here in Montreal, so as fast as I can drink, it sweats out of me. Hallelujah. My t-shirt is wet. My shirt is wet from preaching under the anointing in the French language. But I'm good to go for the next hour and a half. I just got to stay hydrated. We're 31 or 32 degrees here today. Praise God. It's a good day to serve God. It's a good day to receive from God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to be reading from Daniel chapter 9 and the 11th verse. If you've noticed the general title, The Curse of Sin, and that is going to be a title, I'm sure, for the next two, three weeks, uh, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks probably. I have a long, um, several verses, a long list as we look at sin. Sin is real. Sin is, it, it, it's, it's, it exists. I know today it's um, kind of skipped over or glossed over. We don't like saying that because people get offended. So it's not mentioned as often as it should. In fact, it's not mentioned as often as we read it in the Bible. And we read about sin, sinning, sinners. So we need to teach it. We need to preach it. It exists. And somehow today, as I mentioned a little earlier along, I am standing in the gap of what is missing in modern churches, especially Western culture or North America, Europe, the churches, and I've been all over the place as far as North America is concerned. I come from churches, was born, practically born in church, and come from churches all my life, and I know what's not being preached, but this needs to be preached. As a subtitle I wrote, Inherit the Kingdom of God, that's for you and I. So we're still talking about the Kingdom of God. I mentioned that we're not going to stray much from what we've been looking at for the past four weeks or two months or even since the beginning of the year as far as the Kingdom of God, thy kingdom come. Um, we looked at the Lord's Prayer, where, where we have Jesus teaching us to pray, and uh, we ask for it, thy kingdom come, for thine is the glory, thine is the power, thine is the kingdom, talking about the kingdom, praise God. We have a place, I mentioned this last week, 
There's a place that is being prepared for you and I, being prepared by Jesus Christ. We have to get there. That's where this message comes in. I've mentioned this. You've heard me say this before, how sin, when it entered into this world by the first man, Adam, that sin is a curse. It cursed Adam. It cursed Eve. And hopefully we're going to have time to get into that part of this message. If not, it's going to be very early on next week. How before there was sin, there was a fellowship that God had with Adam and Eve, his creation, until sin separated them from God. And this is because of Lucifer. This is because of Satan who came along with a message and he implanted or did whatever he had to do, tickled their ears. In fact, and I've preached on this before, you can look up the teaching or get some teaching on this from, from myself or from this ministry as well, where the devil appealed to her eyes, where the devil appealed to her flesh, and the devil appealed to her, the pride of her life. The same way that you can read how the devil came with a, a different offering per se, a different look, but the devil came and he tried to um, entice or he tried to, uh, he didn't try to tempt because he did tempt the temptations of Christ, trying to entice him with the, with, with the, with the, with the eyes and trying with what the eyes could see, trying to tempt him what the flesh could feel comfortable with, what the flesh would like, and the pride of life as well. So we, under, understanding our adversary, and we looked at this last week, as we progress into this part of the message where the prophet Daniel was prophesying in Daniel chapter 9 in the 11th verse, where he says, Yea, all Israel have transgressed the law, even by departing. Now these are three words that I have underlined. I'm reading from the King James Version. And I know for those of you who are with me, in the French it was translated, the nuance is not quite the same, but in English it's very clear. They have transgressed even by departing, I don't feel like going to church anymore. Even by departing, I can serve God in my kitchen. Even by departing, I don't have to go to your place anymore. I don't have to listen to you. Even by departing, read what we have, what you have before you. Read, this is the man of God, Daniel, prophet. Some would say prophet. Hallelujah. What's that mean? That means what he spoke was inspired by the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. Daniel didn't talk in tongues because that baptism wasn't until the second chapter of Acts, but he was still inspired by the same Spirit, by the same Holy Ghost, as he wrote and prophesied these words. And I am reading from Daniel chapter 9, verse 11. Yea, all have transgressed the law, even by departing. I know so many people, they say, I'm a good person. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I've never cheated on my spouse. I've never turned on my boss. I've never killed anybody. And you have this list of traits and saying, but even by departing, if you're just not there, if you just haven't decided to show up, amen, you can justify yourself in so many different ways. You want the reward of a man and of a woman? Just justify yourself in front of them. You'll be rewarded. Good person. He comes from good stock. Amen. She has good, you know, a good upbringing. Well-educated. There's all kinds of terms that we use today. 
to announce or to pronounce our, uh, the credibility of whoever they are in our culture, in our society. It doesn't matter if you're upper class or lower class or middle class or white class or black class or brown class. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter. Flesh is flesh. And this is what we're going to be looking at. The curse of sin. Sin doesn't, when it comes to be, when you're cursed by the law, when you're cursed by sin, doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were raised on, doesn't matter how dark or how light your skin color is, doesn't matter what language you speak. Amen, my Italian brother, amen, Italians get cursed. Amen, unless they be born again. Amen, praise God. Amen, my Quebecois family, amen, it doesn't matter, well, you're a Newfoundlander, sister. amen, it doesn't matter where you're from, praise God. Sin will curse. Amen. Sin doesn't pick and choose who it likes or who it doesn't dislike. Sin likes anybody that's going to go play along with it. Amen. Amen. Sin, the devil didn't have much opportunity. He couldn't go knocking on somebody else's door. There wasn't anybody around. There was Adam and there was Eve. So the devil shows up and saying, well, let me see. Adam, are you Adam? Let's try my, I'm going to try my luck on Eve. And then he shows up and says, hey, take a look at that. No. God says, nah, let me tell you what God means. Let me tell you what God says. No, no, no. God says, God says what he means, and he meant what he said. And when I read it, especially when I read from my King James Version, I know exactly what God says. And the ex exactly I mean, how I'm supposed to hear it, how I'm supposed to read it, not interpret it, not try to understand it my way, because it's God's way. Praise God. Some of you listening, you know. Hallelujah. I still wear the T-shirt I received two, three years ago. God's words... Not my words. God's words are no words. Hallelujah. Amen. My sister blessed me with a few years ago. Praise God. Two, three years ago. Hallelujah. And that still stands. God's words or no words. Praise God. So as we read God's words from Daniel chapter 9 verse 11, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing. They left. We don't see them like we used to. They're no longer amongst us. And what happens? Well, it's no harm in staying home. Oh, yeah, because you don't hear what we hear. Amen. I thank God for this sanctuary, for this place. That God, amen, this broadcast that you're listening to, we're all sitting down, we're hearing what God, amen, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the church. We're not getting a mixed message. We're not getting somebody else's interpretation. We're reading it as it is written. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not looking for another voice. I know the voice I'm supposed to hear. I know the voice I'm supposed to listen. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. So we need to listen up. And I don't mean to be belligerent or to be in whatever, you know, offensive. I'm not offending anybody. I'm going to read. We're going to get into the New Testament. We're going to read some Paul. And you talk about the sword of the Spirit. I'm going to try, you know, through the Spirit of God, by the help of His Spirit, I'm going to try not to offend anyone. I'm not here to offend anyone. But it says, even by departing, and I read what God wrote through His prophet Daniel, that they might not obey. That's what happens when you depart. That's what happens when you don't show up. That's what happens when your tithe doesn't make it into the treasury, when your offerings don't make it into the treasury, when your testimonies aren't being testified. Amen? I trust I'll see a few amens in the comments. 
If you have to take out your checkbook and say, oh, I haven't served God for a few months, begin to serve God. Do not be a, de a departed victim is what I'm going to call it. This is the curse of sin. Well, well, I don't know. Well, let's keep reading. The Bible proves that sin is real. It's not, it's not an excuse. It's not a weakness. Because that's how church is put on. Well, some of us, we have, a, we have bad traits. After all, it's, we're all human. It's, a, it's a, the, the traits of humanity. It's a weakness. I fell in some weakness. You even have confessions coming from behind pulpits with the same nonsense. There's no glory unto God for these things. Sin is sin. And this is what we're going to look at. And like I said, I might be here for the next two, three weeks, four weeks, under this title, The Curse of Sin. Amen. Go back to Adam and Eve. When God came down and when everything was revealed, when everything was exposed, because the Bible says it doesn't matter what you do. Do it in the daytime. Do it in the nighttime. Do it hiding in the bushes. Do it, in, do it wherever you're going to do it. it. Your sin, be sure and find, know that your sin will find you out. Amen? So God comes down in the cool of the evening. He's, Adam, where are you, Adam? First question that we ever read in the Word of God. First time there's a question mark is God saying, where are you, Adam? Sin upon this question. Amen? Well, we're hiding because we'd be naked. Who told you you were naked? Second question. Sin is a curse. Amen? Read it. Page two. You don't have to get, you don't, you sit there saying, I don't like the stick book that's too much to read. Page two. That's all the challenge I give you today. Read page one, read the second page. Chapter two. And read what happens. Sin is a curse. Adam, if you think, I don't want you in this garden anymore. I made this virtual paradise for you and, but now you're, Offspring are going to be cursed. What happened? Abel was born. That's all right. Cain was born. Cain's a murderer. That quick. That fast. The curse of sin. Before sin, there was a good, happy couple living, obedient unto God. And then sin, when sin entered into the picture, cursed. The man got himself cursed. The woman got himself cursed. Their offspring was cursed. Her going into labor was cursed. And then the earth was cursed. If you think you can just wake up, Adam, and roll, I don't know what kind of, you know, California king bed he had or whatever, rolls himself out of bed saying, oh, there's some fruit. I'm going to have some breakfast. If you think that's what you're going to get when you leave this place, I got news for you, Adam. The land is going to be cursed, and you're going to toil by the sweat of your brow just to plant a garden. Amen. And Sister Helen says, Amen. And Sister Cop, they're, they're gardeners. Amen. When we travel and we, we come into their cities at the right season, we get raspberries. Brother Ron, Amen. Corn on the cob coming from his garden. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Here in Quebec, Sister Yolande, she makes all kinds of, or grows, not makes, grows all kinds of spices and good stuff to eat. Amen. Gardeners. Amen. My Sister Yolande. It's at the sweat of their brow. Amen. 
they lost out. They lost some privileges and lost some blessings because of sin. So now here when I read, Daniel says, Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. That's what happens once you depart and you have trouble hearing. Can you speak up? Can't hear you. God is speaking today. Amen. Jump in before I finish this verse. Flip over near the end of your Bible into Hebrews chapter 4. A sister read this verse just, as, just prior to starting our French program. She got up and she read all of Hebrews chapter 4. And I was sitting up beside the organ. I was meditating on what I was going to preach and kind of listening to what she was reading. I said, what did she just read? Verse 7. Listen to this. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, today after so long a time as it is said. Listen, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7, the last half. Today, if ye will hear his voice. Are you too far away to hear his voice? Don't blame your internet connection. Around things just keep spinning and spinning. You got a voice of God right here. You open it up. So God can begin to speak to you right before your eyes. Begin to read the words as it is written. Someone say, as it is written. So my sister was reading this verse. I says, hey, this is, this is exactly what, man, this fits with what God has in store for the church today. Second half of verse 7. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's a New Testament version of what I'm about to read, go back into Daniel chapter 9, the 11th verse. They have departed. They're not listening. They're not obeying the voice. Therefore, Daniel 11 verse 11, therefore the curse is poured upon you. Listen closely. If you're reading from the King James, you'll get that word. It's poured upon you. Not a little bit of a curse. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us. Poured upon those who have departed. Poured upon the whole nation. Daniel 9, verse 11. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us and the oath. There's a curse and there's an oath. That is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because, now underline these last five, six words, because we have sinned against him. Because we have, what? Sinned against him. It's not a mistake. It's not a weakness. It's not a, and I haven't been in church for so long, I'm sure they even got some new words up there. Trying to go easy on this lulling the people that are before them into some comatose state of sleep or semi-conscious of who we ought to be in Christ Jesus. Amen. Read it. So, well, that's Old Testament. Oh, I'll well, just wait until I get into the New Testament in about two, three minutes. I'm going to get into Deuteronomy chapter 28. Perhaps not today. Well, for sure not today at the time it is right now. But this week, read 
Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're talking about the law of Moses. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, my Lord, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin is a curse. Sin comes with a law. There's a certain aspect which comes with sin, and it's not good. It will keep you from inheriting the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me? This is the curse of sin. So you go into Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're reading from David. We're reading from Daniel, and they're touching the law of Moses. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, you have the first 14 verses of blessing. Say, really? We get 14 verses of blessings? Yes, you do. 14 verses. But when you're done reading verse 14 and you get into verse 15, it's no longer the blessing. Now you're into the realm or you're into the opposite of blessing, which is cursing. Now listen carefully. Verse 14, blessing. Verse 15, cursing. What's in between verse 14 and verse 15? Nothing. There's no purgatory. There's no indecisive line. There's no fence. There's no... You're either living verses 1 through 14, or you're living verses, now here it comes, verses 15 to 58. That's the, that's the chapter. So when you read it, choose. You either have chosen life, his name is... Say his name. I want you to say it at home. Just don't mumble something under your breath. Jesus Christ. Make the devil tremble. Let him know that he stands no opportunity. He stands no chance with you, my brother and sister. Amen. Show the devil that you're playing for keeps here. Amen. Know who your adversary is. We looked at this last week. He's roaring. He's making a lot of noise. And he's looking for somebody to devour. Let him know when he comes knocking on your door. He's got the wrong place, for the greater one is in me, and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let the devil know. We read last week how the devil is, he has this subtlety, this nice thing kind of going, tickles the ears. It deceived Eve. Sin is deceptive. I mentioned this last week. And what I wanted to do, and this is what we're going to be looking at for the next two, three weeks, I wanted to get into more details. I mentioned how sin is a curse and entered into this world and kind of touched on these things the past couple of months. But now if you see the title, The Curse of Sin, you know we're going to be spending some time. My subtitle is Inherit the Kingdom of God. So we're still talking about the kingdom of God. We're still talking about getting there. Can someone say getting there? Amen. He that endureth unto the end. Where are you going? To the end. Amen. The devil says, where do you think you're going? To the end. Amen. I have two hands to the plow. I won't be turning back. I won't be looking back. I'm making my way forward. Someone say forward. Amen. Faith moves forward. Find that teaching. I think there's like eight hours of it in the archives. Hallelujah. Faith does not move backwards. Amen. We draw nigh unto God. 
Amen. I'm not a depart. I'm not a departed soul. With what God has given us, His children. Hallelujah. Let's get into the New Testament. The writings of Paul to the church of Corinth. Share this link. Share this link. Help me preach. Help me evangelize. We're going into the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Praise God. So find that passage. I'm going to read it. Verses 9 through verses 20. And I'd like you to read with me. Hallelujah. And pay close attention to what I said. Paul wrote to the church. Paul didn't write to the person walking on the sidewalk. Read it as he opens up his letter. Because when I begin to read these next few verses, speaking of the curse of sin, we're going to get into some details of not only who will inherit the kingdom of God, but who will not inherit the kingdom of God. So my approach today is a little bit from the other side. As we mention some things or as we read some things that will keep you from entering or from inheriting the kingdom of God, if these things look or sound familiar to you, repent because sin is a curse and disobedience is a curse. And when we read this passage, again, Paul is writing to the church. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Know ye not. Paul is going to repeat this question, know ye not. I pray to God that it doesn't offend anybody. Amen. Paul is not being belligerent. He's writing by the Holy Ghost. This is the way it's written in our King James translation. Today we go, don't, we, we may say like, don't you know? Didn't I tell you? Now I'm getting a little more insulting. I don't want to hear any I told you so's. I told you so. Paul is saying, no, you're not. Have you not heard? Have you not? I want you to be aware. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Pay attention to who you're listening to. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, and we have a list. Most of these are familiar to us. I'll try to help you out. Neither fornicators, that's an important word as we continue this text. Nor idolaters or idolaters, depending how you pronounce it. That's why when you look at this church, there's no images, no statues, nothing graven, no representation. It's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Fornicators, idolaters, 
adulterers, trouble staying within your marriage, fornicators, is sex before marriage, adulterers is sex outside of marriage, covers it both ways. If you're having trouble with some of the definitions, well, I just, 2021 did. That's how we speak. I'm Canadian, and that's how we speak in our culture today. Still means the same. I'm not interpreting anything. That's what it is. Nor effeminate. Uh-oh. People have trouble, amen, staying within their gender. They got trouble within their marriage, or they don't get married anymore, or they're not happy with how God created them. Sin is a curse. Amen. You try to cut off body parts and you try to add body parts, doesn't change. They can cut some stuff off. You can grow some parts. They can bury you. And 50 years from now, when they, if they test your DNA, there's still going to be a Y chromosome or there's going to be an X chromosome or whatever it is. That's as far as I go as far as. You can walk around looking like you got some, where, wherever you grow it, wherever you cut it off, it makes no difference. But your DNA is not going to change. The way you came into this world is the way you're going out. What you do in between, what you do with yourself, amen, after the day you're born until the day you die, makes no difference. Doesn't matter how you act or how you sound. Change the sound of your voice. Some people aren't happy. Some of you aren't happy with a voice that's sweet sounding, sounds like a woman should sound. You want to drop it? Grow an Adam's apple? I don't want nothing. First man, Adam. I sound like a man. You got something moving right here under your chin, and you don't want it. You try to hide it. Sound of sound, all this. Change your voice. Doesn't matter. It's not how you come into this world. Read it. Say, well, I don't know. I don't. You're seeing Romans one verses eighteen, nineteen, twenty. How they refuse. Amen. They change the image of God into a likeness of something else. You change the image, it doesn't change who you are. Stop believing a lie. Get saved. Repent. Amen. These are verses when I went to church, they never told me this in Sunday school. This needs to be read because it's a part of God's arsenal. It's a part of God's word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Can someone say every word? That proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And this is part of every word. And I'm not ashamed of it. Amen. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. That means mean people, intolerant toward one another. They're abrasive with what they have to say. They don't care. They'll hurt anybody's feelings just to get their way. That's what this means. If that's who you are, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's simple and that's clear. Amen. As I said, if you recognize it, oh man, that sounds like me. Get saved. Repent. Say, God, I don't want this nature anymore. What I got from my mother, what I got from my dad, don't want it. Amen. And don't be shocked. Jesus says, marvel not. Do not be surprised at what I'm saying. That's why Jesus says, don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must 
be born again. Amen. So if this shocks you, do what Jesus says. Don't be shocked. Don't be caught off guard. Know you not. Thank God that you're hearing it today when you can change. Thank God you're hearing it today when you can confess your sin unto a, uh, unto a forgiving God, unto a God who will extend pardon unto you, unto a God that will change your life for the good. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. We're talking about those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, not so much that this is describing the unrighteous, because you have a category of people, they're unrighteous. Because you may sit there and say, well, yeah, I, I don't steal, and I don't, you know, do drugs, or I don't, never cheated on my spouse, or... I don't think any of us is guilty of all these things. Maybe there is, I don't know. But the first category that Paul writes, he says, the unrighteous don't hear it. Well, who are those people? Is that, is that the abuser? Is that the effeminate? Is that the adulterer? Is that the adulterer? Is that the fornicator? No. The unrighteous is a category all by itself because it says the unrighteous don't inherit, neither will. So as I read this, I'm not describing the unrighteous. The unrighteous, that's they, all a category all by themselves. And we're going to get into that. Sin is a curse. So you have unrighteous people not getting in, and neither fornicators, neither idolaters, neither adulterers, neither the effeminate, Neither the abusers, the mean, nasty people of themselves with mankind. Verse 10, neither the thieves. Amen. If you need to read this two, three times or a half a dozen times or a dozen times, read it to understand it. Because as I said, in our modern religious culture that we have in Western society, North American religious culture, somehow we don't talk about these things. Amen. I can, at 59 and a half, I can remember these things 50 years ago. The evangelist would come into the church. He'd be preach. The preacher, the pastor would mention these things. And slowly but surely, words were changed. Words were re and rewritten in such a way to, just to make people feel comfortable. Because when they start to squirm in their seat, they don't put as much offering in the bucket because that's what it boils down to is the bottom line. Membership. Pay the mortgage. 30 years later so we could burn the mortgage. That's a lighter sign. Light the mortgage on fire. Church. So we try to make people comfortable and they be comfortable all their way to hell. All their way, all the way to hell. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. I think we understand what a thief is, what a covetous person is, wanting, always wanting what the neighbor has. Greener on the other side. You want the neighbor's wife, you want the neighbor's donkey, you want the neighbor's husband, you want the neighbor's paycheck, you want the neighbor's car. You're supposed to be praying for your neighbors, not being covet. Read the last commandment, commandment number 10. Drunkards, we know what that is. Sobriety, excess of whatever you can be drunk with all kinds of different substances these days. 
nor revilers. That's someone who's very offensive either by their, how, how they act or by their words coming out of their mouth. They're against the laws and regulations. They revile and they make it a point to show that they are, um, they don't agree with what has been established. They revile leadership or they revile the word of God or they revile God and such. Extortioners, I think that's clear. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. Underline those last four words. I have some good news. Been preaching a little bit of doom and gloom for the past 10 minutes. Thank God for verse 11. Are you ready? 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11. Share this link. Hallelujah. Help me preach. Got some good news? I want to hear you shout. Verse 11, and such were some of you. Everybody all shouted out. I know all my French saints have gone, but there's a few English stragglers left here in front of me. At home, verse 11, here comes the good news. And such were some of you. I was the thief. I was the covetous. I was the drunkard. I was the reviler. The fornicator, the adulterer, whatever it was. He says, verse 11, Paul writes, And such were some of you, but ye are washed. Underline the word washed. But ye are sanctified. Underline the word sanctified. But ye are justified. Under the word, underline the word justified. Amen. If you're writing a list saying, well, these are the people who will not inherit the kingdom of God, you can write a list of those who will inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. First on that list is the righteous. If the, right, if the unrighteous do not inherit, it is the righteous who will inherit. Amen. And you can add to that list, washed. If you're not washed... Doesn't matter if you're a member of a church, if you sign some church membership, that doesn't change anything in the eyes of God. God has his own book. I don't mind church membership if you sign something or prom make a promise, whatever it is, but God has his, his own book. You need to be in God's book. If you're in a man's book, well, whatever. Good luck with that. But you need to be in the Lamb's book of life, the book of life. You need to be in. In God's book, washed, someone say washed, hallelujah, sanctified, justified, listen, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God, hallelujah. I know some people don't believe in all these things or they believe they're all one or no Spirit of God today on this earth, no Holy Ghost or no baptism or no fruits of the gifts of the Spirit. But right in this verse, you got Jesus Christ, you got the Spirit, and you got God. You got all three mentioned in one. Hallelujah. They don't be separate. They're usually found very close together. Amen. Jesus says, I will find you. I will clean you up. I will make my abode, he says, in you. And he says, coming with me is my Father. Hallelujah. I thank God today, praise God, when you read this. 
with a spiritual mind and not a carnal mind. When you read this with a spiritual mind that God has given us, amen, when we begin to understand this, not as religion or as man in the flesh or women in the flesh see it, but as God has written it and as God has promised it, as God has established it through His Son, Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of the living God that is in us, Amen. As we continue reading, we find out that we are the temple of His Holy Ghost. That we are the temple of the Spirit of the living God. That in you, in me today, is something that is alive and well. That in me, praise God, is something that is living and that is not dead in sins and trespasses. In me is something that has been resurrected, that has been transformed. Praise God. That is not being conformed, amen, to this world. But in me is Christ Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And this is what Paul is writing to the church in his day. Hallelujah. For the church of Corinth and for this church today that is hearing what the Spirit has to say. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Thank God for these verses. Hallelujah. Every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. Every word. Someone say every word. Because when you run across men and women with their doctrines, they'd be missing some words. They're only stuck on a couple of verses and they can't see what was written before and they can't see what's written afterwards. And I feel bad. I feel sad. I try to add some water and I try to, you know, throw in some of the Word of God that they'd be missing. They're being robbed in their churches. They're stuck on a verse or two and they can't see past it. And I pray that the Spirit of the living God, like I said, open up their eyes and open up their ears that they can see and hear what thus saith the Lord. Amen. This is what Jesus wrote to the church in his day. This is what Jesus wrote. You can read this in Revelations chapter 2 and in chapter 3 to the churches. There are seven churches and they all needed some sanctifying. And Jesus Christ came. He says, you need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. Amen. I thank God that the Spirit of the Lord is in Revelations chapter 2 and in chapter 3. It doesn't just stop in Acts chapter 2, verse 36 or verse 38 or verse 37 or verse 42, where some people says it ends at that generation. No. Amen. When you read the Scriptures, what the Word of God says, the Joel prophet prophesied, the prophet Joel prophesied that it's it shall fall upon you, and it shall fall upon your children's children, and it shall go, hallelujah, unto the end, praise God, where we are today, not quite at the end, but we're getting close to the end, but the Spirit of the Lord is still speaking unto the churches, and I thank God for His Holy Ghost, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, hallelujah, praise God, receive what God has for you and I today, amen, receive the Word of God as it is written, praise God. Amen. There's no expiry date than what God has for us. Amen. Praise God. The time will change. God will say, okay, I'm done. No more time. That's why today, if you hear his voice, if you will hearken unto him, listen and pay attention, call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Verse 12, chapter 6, 1 Corinthians. Share this link. Help me preach. 1 Corinthians 6, 
Verse 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. Then he repeats, all things are lawful unto me. Pay, a close, pay, pay close attention to this verse. Verse 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient, not useful. There is, they're not profitable for the kingdom of God. That's what this word means. And then he repeats, he says, all things are lawful for me. Now listen to this last part of this verse. I love what Paul wrote, but, hallelujah. All things are lawful to me, but, Listen to what Paul wrote. He says, I will not. Someone say, I will not. I want to see some I will nots in the comment section for you listening on Facebook. I want to read some I will not. I refuse. But I will not be brought under the power of any. I'm not a slave. If you need, read Romans chapter 6, one of the greatest chapters on liberating you, giving, bringing you freedom from slavery. But I'm not a slave to sin. I'm not going to listen. Devil, I'm not going to listen to you. Well, why not? Because it is written. Amen. See, Eve didn't have any it is written. She just fell for it. But thank God for Jesus, the word, when the devil came along and he had his ideas and his suggestions and his consulting, Jesus had, and it is written, and he second, it is written, and he third, it is written. Amen. And his voice, his name is, is the voice I follow. So Paul writes here, he says, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Doesn't matter what the devil says. Doesn't matter what this flesh wants to do. Listen, verse 13, meats for the belly and the belly for the meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. So it makes no difference whether you want to consume it, whether you want to attach yourself to it, when you, when you want to taste it, you want to touch it, you want to poke at it, you want to smell, oh, it looked good to the eyes. Maybe I'll bring home, bring, bring some of this fruit home for dearest Adam, sweet honey buns. Because it looked good to the eyes. What voice are you listening to? Keep walking down that street and you'll get yourself kicked out of the garden and you'll be cursed because of your disobedience. Because sin is a curse. Now the body is not, verse 4, 13, the second half. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 13. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. The body is for the Lord and the Lord for the body. That's verse 13. 
So once you repent and you are saved, your body belongs to the Lord. You don't get to share it with somebody else, like a fornicator. You don't cheat on God. That's the way people, you watch enough TV, that's what, that's what they talk, that's what they sound like. They cheat. And that's not who we are. Because we realize and we recognize, and we're going to get to the reason why this is, as we continue to read. The body is not for fornication, but the body is for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. It's reciprocal. It's mutual. It goes both ways. Now the next verse says, And God hath both raised up the Lord, and will also raise up us, someone say me, by his own power, know ye not. Let me get another one. I'm telling you something. You need to know this. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them a member's and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. We don't fornicate. We don't belong to somebody else. Well, how does that work? Verse 16, what? Know ye not the third time. Let me tell you something. Know ye not that he or the person which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. So if you're joined to an harlot, you have the characteristics of an harlot, a fornicator. You do not belong to God, you belong to somebody else. Remember, Deuteronomy 28, you're either living verses 1 through 14 in the blessing or verses 15 through 58 being cursed. Either or. You've attached yourself to an harlot. Paul is writing to the church. So it sounds like he's writing to the street corner. No, he's not. He's writing to the church. If I'm not mistaken, you're going to read this. Verse 2. 1 Corinthians, the same book. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. If you turn to chapter 1 and you read the first, uh, rather the second verse, unto the church of God. Who is Paul writing to? Verse 2. In this epistle, the second verse. Paul, an apostle of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. However, verse 1 goes. Unto the church. Are you the church? If you're sitting there saying, yeah, I'm part of that church. I may not be the church of Corinth. I'm of the church of Rimby. All the saints in Rimby, y'all say. Amen. Aubrey, Jaden, Egan, can't hear you. Amen. I'm of the church of Fort Saskatchewan. Amen. 
I'm of the church wherever it is. Amen. Montreal. Hallelujah. Silver Hills is listening. Amen. Good to see you. Good friends, John and Linda, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Joining with us. Amen. Central Newfoundland. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, Paul is writing to the church. Is Paul writing to you? Don't, don't reject these words. Praise God. Accept them as, as they are written. It's going to get you into the kingdom of heaven. Are you with me today? Verse 16. What? Know ye not that which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. Pardon me. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I want you to get the vision of being joined unto the Lord, unto Jesus Christ. It means you don't fornicate. And where does it say that? Just keep reading. Flee fornication. You're not joined to our harlot as a fornicator, as an adulterer. And there's a reason. Listen, we're going to keep reading so you can understand this. Every sin that a man or a woman doth or doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. You hurt your own self. Sin is a curse. Thank you, sister. You attach yourself to, and Paul is using, I mean, I think we all understand what a harlot is. I want to keep this G-rated anyways. But we can understand that the shame that it was, and, and there was a nuance in French that brought this, brought this word, that brings this word to my mind, the way the French was translated. And I mentioned it in one of the uh, traits that we have written here in verses 9 and 10, where you read these, the different thoughts or the different personalities or the different, it's sin, the different types of sin. Types of, I don't like using the words types of sin. Sin is sin. There's not really any types, but disobedience the fornicators, the adulterers, the adulterers, the effeminate, the abusers of themselves with mankind. And Paul just brings everything in to how, and he puts it under the term of fornicating against God. Because God wants you, and God wants you for himself. And himself alone. Amen. God is not a God that will share what belongs to him. Amen. God protects. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. God protects. God keeps. Amen. Look at Job. That's like five, six covenants ago. Way back, Job, way in the beginning. Somewhere in the middle of Genesis. That's about where Job lands. 
Um, chapter 17 or 16 in the book of Genesis, that's where Job is. Who stuck it in front of Psalms? Oh, I guess it was King James, but anyways. God who does not respect. And somehow Job, the Bible says, Job was, if you read it in Job chapter 1, in all these things, Job did not sin. Job was not under a curse. Job was blessed. As much as Job could be blessed. And Lucifer shows up one day at a church service or wherever in heaven, whatever is going on with God and the angels. And God is starts testifying, or you know, he's testifying on Job. He says, Hey, have you considered my servant? Someone say, My servant. This is God talking. He says, Have you considered my servant? Go, yeah, I have. Can't touch him. He's only there for the good stuff. Well, yeah, we'll see about that, devil. Well, I can't touch him, okay? This is where you and I ought to be today. As a servant of God, when the devil or Lucifer, if they let him in, I wouldn't let him in, but anyways, if they let him in, say, hey, God, I can't touch, and then fill in the blank. I can't touch. Some of those names I read a little earlier on. I can't touch. You won't let me touch them. This is where we should be today. I don't care if it's COVID, cancer, diabetes, whatever it is. When the devil comes, he wants to lay something on you. No. He took upon himself my iniquities. He took upon himself my sicknesses, my sorrows, my sins, and he nailed it all to the cross. And that's where it should stay. But the devil likes to go and take some of it off and come and try to rub some of it in. No, I don't want it. I don't have to have it. I am free because Jesus Christ has made me free. Truth, his name is? Get to know the truth. His name is? Truth ye shall know. His name is? Hallelujah. Truth will make you free. Truth will set you free. The truth. And there is only one truth. His name is? Jesus. It all depends who you are attached to. Paul says it doesn't go well if you're going to attach yourself to an harlot. It's going to hurt yourself. And this is what I'm reading in verse 18. 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, flee fornication. If any person, that, or rather, every sin that a man doeth or a person will do is without the body. So whatever other laws you, we looked at, you covet, it's outside. And I have to get the English because I talked in the, the French a few hours ago. Idolatry, I, 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 uh, idols outside the body. Feminine, abuse yourself one you know, against the other, y'all. But he says, when you attach yourself to someone else that is not the Spirit of God, when you attach yourself to something which does not come from God, Someone that does not belong to God. We are to be espoused. And James wrote that the spirit is jealous. Amen. That the spirit does not want to see you involved. What accord, what concord does light have with darkness? None. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The bo your body is the Lord's, and the Lord is for your body. And a harlot does not belong. 
flee fornication. And if you didn't notice, we kind of stepped into the spiritual a few minutes ago. Paul is not writing against some bad marriages or bad espousals that need some marriage counseling. He's talking about, as we are reading here, the Spirit, verse 17. He that is joined unto God, unto the Lord, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 comes to mind as well, the latter part of that chapter, where Paul is talking about the bride of Christ being espoused. I don't know if we'll have time to get into this, but as we continue, we're going to see how who we are in Christ is compared very often to a man and a woman. Why? Because a man and a woman, when they join themselves together as a husband and a wife, they become one. So if we join ourselves with God, we become one. Jesus says, as it was in the beginning, he says, I don't, Moses wrote some things and some laws were, you know, introduced and but he says, as it was in the beginning, it hasn't changed. God made a man, God made a woman, and he joined them together to become one flesh. So if we, as a son or as a daughter, if you're a man or if you're a woman, I'm a man. So if I decide, I make my choice to join myself to God, I become one in the spirit. When I join myself with my wife, 36 years in July, August, in three months, we became one flesh. Amen? So I can't go and associate or have relations with another flesh. One is one, not two. We became one. A man and a woman. Two men don't become one. Two men are two men. And same thing goes for two women doesn't work. doesn't matter what men or women, what they want to put on it or call it, it doesn't work. In the beginning, when they came to Jesus in Mark chapter 10, or is it Mark chapter 11, and they tried to rework some things. They said, well, what do you say, Jesus? Well, let me go back to the beginning. Amen. After all, he is the beginning. He is Alpha. So where do you think Jesus is going to go? Amen. They didn't expect that from Jesus Christ. They said, well, man, he's the rebellious, not rebellious, he's the rebel type. He's like the revolutionary. Let's see what he's got to say. There was a man who married and he died and the brother took and he died. And they had all kinds of funny things. And Jesus says, well, that may be with Moses, but it was not so in the beginning. Thank God for the beginning. Hallelujah. Are you with me today? Someone can be thankful for the beginning. For a God that does not change. Amen. For a God who is the same today as he was yesterday, all the way back to the beginning, and he shall be the same forever and ever. Praise God. Amen. This is whom we serve today. Amen. So this is how we become one with God. 
There's some attachments that we have. We have to detach ourselves. So I don't see that in the Bible. Yeah, the King James uses the word separate. Amen. God looking for someone to love, and this is the, the prophet's, prophet Ezekiel's take on it through the Holy Ghost, of course. God's looking for someone to love, and he says, when I found you, he says, you were all messed up. You needed to be cleaned up. You were still attached to your mother's navel. You needed to, something needed to be cut to separate. Why is that? Because when a man and woman become one, they leave their mom and their dad. The man leaves mom and dad. The woman leaves mommy and daddy. They become one. Amen. And live their life. So God is looking to be a spouse. Looking for you and I. And he finds us. Prophet Ezekiel said, you're messed up. All kinds of funny fluids. You need to be cleaned up. In the New Testament, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, God made a way for us out of sin. Sin is a curse. Hallelujah. But God is life. Amen. God is love. Amen. The Father of light. I thank God today this is what is going to make a, that separation. When God sees you attached to something that is unclean, that is not fit, God separates. God cuts. Amen. God will make you into someone, praise God, that you, your origins are not from this world, but your origins are from out of this world. Amen. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't think like they don't act, don't react like the way I came out of my mother's womb. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. How? Be you not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. How? By the renewing of your minds. I love God. God's not into old things. Old things are passed away. Amen. God's into new things. If any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And the next verse says, the things, amen, these things are the things which come from God. The things which come from God. That's the things I'm talking about. Not religious things, not routines or rituals, the things that God has for you and I today. This is what's going to make a difference. This is what's going to change lives for the better. Put us in a position where we will be able to inherit the kingdom of God. Are you with me at home? Share this link. This is good. Other people need to hear this. Verse 19 and 20. Let me rehydrate. Share this link. Hallelujah. I don't know how the algorithms work, but the more you comment and share and thumbs up and ring the bell or whatever it is, it just, it's, you're sowing the word of God. Help me do that. Praise God. And for all of you joining me, we're about an hour and a half in. I'm about ready to close. In about 10 minutes or so, I'm going to pray. So stay with me. I'd like to pray for you. If you don't mind, help you out. Praise God. 
just by going to God and asking God to make a difference in your life. Praise God. I have two more verses to read in 1 Corinthians. I want to touch on one verse in 1 Peter very quickly, and I'll close with that verse. Remember, this week you'll be reading Deuteronomy. I know the chapter because I've said it over and over again, but somehow my mind is, maybe I need some more water. Deuteronomy chapter 14, is it? Deuteronomy 28, there it is. It's the first 14 verses. Thank you, my sister. Like I said, I got to you see me scrolling through my tablet? That's how many, it's all verses. I would say it's 90, 98% verses, and it's probably six feet long. There's probably 2% just the odd little note that I write. The curse of sin. You want to know what I wrote in my margin? I, this doesn't mean to be offensive, but some of you who know me, I wrote the curse of sin, inherit the kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 20. And you know what I wrote? Just because it's 2021. I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm not trying to be somebody, but, but I wrote it. It's there. You want to see it? I wrote it right there in my margin. I wrote, sin sucks. Some of you young people, you're going to understand what I say, because that's the terminology that we use. I got fired. Oh, man, that sucks. People talk like that. Not everybody, but some people do. And when I'm writing, I'm just taking notes. Say, how bad is sin? Sin's nasty. I've been saying sin's a curse. Sin deceives. I just wrote this thing. I say, how do you present this to people today? Sin's nasty business. Sin is a curse, is what the Bible says. Amen. So that's what I wrote with an explanation mark. Stay away from it. Paul said, flee. Amen. Paul has a list of a, a few things that we read. And I want to get into the Gala what he wrote to the Galatia, the church in Galatia next week. We're going to look into that. So if, if you want to read Deuteronomy 28 this week, read that. Uh, read Galatians chapter 5 because we're going to get into that next week. And find out just sin is a curse. That's biblical. No modern terminology. Sin is a curse. Sin curses. It has a law. And you know when something is law, it's law. It can't, it can be broken by the Spirit of God. It is broken, thank God. But the law is the law. It's written, it's there. You can't eradicate it. You can't take it away. You can't, it's not to be rewritten. That's what sin carries with it. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus our Lord has made me free from the law of sin and death. They go together. Sin and death. Amen. Shall we continue in sin that the grace of God even abound? God forbid. It is no longer I that liveth, but it is Christ that liveth in me. Even Romans 6, jumping into Galatians chapter 2, verse 19. 20, 21. We need to stay away. When Paul says flee, flee. You know, last week, didn't you read about the prophet Isaiah? He says when you a person that decides to do good, all of a sudden he's going to become a prey. Well, that's fine. I'd rather have the devil after me than God after me. Amen. 
If I'm with God and God's with me, we can handle the devil together. Amen. But if I'm without God, I'm without hope. I'm without salvation. I'm without life. I'm just, I'm just, I'm dead is what the Bible says. I'm without. Amen. So when I decide, when you decide to do good, and God picks up on this, God will give you everything you need to be good. He meant to be washed, to be sanctified, to be justified. And I'm going to get to the fourth one as soon as I get down to the next verse to read. Hallelujah. Amen. God is not just going to sit there and say, yeah, good luck with it, and open up the nest and push you out like a bird that doesn't know how to fly yet. God gave us his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who became not only the example, but who became our Lord and Savior, who defeated the devil and allows us to be more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. That's who we are. That's what we have received. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 6. This is what God has given us. This is what God has provided for you and I today. And yet we're still encumbered. We're still bombarded with all these excuses that come at us from man-made religion. You can't do this and you can't do that. That's right. I couldn't until Jesus Christ became Lord of my life. Then I can. Amen. I couldn't do these things through the flesh because I was fleshly, because I was carnal. But when I began to walk in the Spirit, praise God, and begin to mind the things which are spiritual, hallelujah, when my mind, amen, didn't, was no longer an enmity with God, for the carnal mind is an enmity with God, the Bible says, but a mind that is spiritual, praise God, amen, is the complete opposite of the carnal mind. Hallelujah. And this is where we need to be today. Because the devil will come along. The devil comes our way. And he's got like a, a rewrite. We need to know the scriptures. We need to know the word of God today. Because he'll come along with some kind of quote and a rewrite that makes some laws. Amen. Been saying this for the past two, three weeks. Daniel says, before you made the law, I prayed. Then you came up with this, some new law, whatever, I still pray. Hallelujah. Amen. There's an example that we have from the Old Testament. Praise God. Praise his holy name. I said this before, when the devil comes, tries to get you to do something or not to do something, you just do the opposite and do a whole lot of it in its opposite way. Amen. Because the devil and God, they're two opposing, diametrically opposed to one another. Verse 19, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Someone say, in me. In me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? You need to know this. I no longer belong to myself. I have given my life to the Lord. I have given my life to God. I don't belong to the harlot. I have, I did flee fornication. And I want to close with this verse 20. For ye are bought 
with a price. A great price. Underline the second half of verse 20, 1 Corinthians 6. Therefore, glorify God in your body. I want you to read it with me. Because there's some church doctrine that has gotten out. I wish it would stay in the church. But unfortunately, it got out of the church and it's been circulating. People come to me, say, oh, my body's all messed up on my spirit. Oh, it's saved and sanctified. What? I, got off, I wasn't off work. I went outside. I had to take a phone call. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, and my staff was working. And a person, I don't know who he was because I never met him before. Somehow he, my reputation, I guess, preceded me because he walked up. And um, I'm almost certain I was on the phone or I just hung up, taking a phone call. I was arranging something. And he, and he walks up to me. He goes, I'm just like you. And I go, no, you're not. He goes, don't you judge me. And I go, oh, no, okay, here we go, right, straight out of church. I said, no, you smoke, I don't. So you're not like me, and there's no judging. I'm not judging you because you're, you're lit up, man. You're holding the cigarette. You're a smoker. I'm not a smoker. You are not like me. Well, he says, I can't help it. He says, my flesh smokes, but my spirit doesn't. What? I said, you can inhale that filthy junk all you want. I says, right now it's on the outside, and as soon as you suck that nicotine on the inside, that's all over your spirit, and it's filthy, and there ain't no Holy Ghost in you. He stopped smoking for a moment or two. I says, your preacher doesn't tell you that. Your preacher lies to you. Well, you can't give it up. It's hard. No, you need to give it up. You need to keep the temple clean if you are the temple. Know ye not that ye are the temple. Last week when I was preaching, remember what I said? The world ought to read you like an epistle. That's what Paul wrote. When they look at you, they need to see Jesus Christ. Not a smoker, not an inhaler, not an injector. Amen. Can't walk straight because you're a drunkard. We read all these things. Attached to yourself, cheating on your spouse. That's not who we are in Christ Jesus. We were bought with a great price. Amen. We make fun of Judas. We say, oh man, he sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Some of you sell him out for your job. Some of you sell him out for your package of cigarettes. Less than 30 pieces of silver. Amen. I don't know what silver is worth as an ounce. Somebody can put it in the comment section. Was it $200 or $300 an ounce? 30 pieces of silver, 30 ounces of silver. So it's a couple thousand dollars or whatever it is in today's market value. Be careful I mean, when we talk about Judas because some people, I know they've sold him out for a lot less. But he says, I want you to know. Paul here, he's writing, he says, I want you to know, know ye not. And I'm not trying to be belligerent. I don't want to be offend anybody. You say, no, you're not. I'm telling you. I'm reading it as it is written. I'm telling you. Paul says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. 
which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Hallelujah. Don't be found under the curse of sin. We're going to start next week in 1 Peter 2.24. I want to read it very quickly just to summarize or globalize what I've been looking at today. 1 Peter 2.24, as soon as I read this, get ready to pray with me. Some of you need to, to decide, I don't want to be living under the curse any longer. Because when you read Deuteronomy chapter 28 this week, when you get into verse, I mean, thank God for the verse, for the verses 1 through 14, but when you get into verses 15, it covers a lot of territory. It covers your children and your children's children living under the curse. I mentioned how Adam and Eve, when they got cursed and they got kicked out, they had to toil. Their children weren't the happiest bunch either. Cain killed Abel. Even that curse went, you're your, your, how can I say, how you produce your productivity is cursed. Read it through. I mean, we're going to get to that. I'm going to spend time in that chapter. So you may as well read it, familiar, familiarize yourself with Deuteronomy chapter 28. Very quickly before I close, Peter wrote 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self, talking about Jesus, Jesus bare our sins. He bore our sins. He carried. That's what this means. He bare our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins we're no longer cursed. If we're dead to sins we should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. The second part of that verse. We can also claim the healing which belongs to us as well. Oh, I can't touch him. That's right, you can't. Because my servant Job, living in the land of us, amen, is a servant who serves God, and he's a righteous man who does not sin. You have no access, devil. Amen? The devil has zero access. Sin gives the devil access, gives him his way in. That's how he whittled his way in in chapter 2 in Genesis. Connected himself with a spirit which did not come from God. And all of a sudden, he had a little foothold upon this earth. And ever since, it's been out of control. But Jesus Christ, in his own body, he did carry our sins. Where? On the tree. My sickness, on the tree. 
My infirmities, the Bible says he took your infirmities. I don't want them back. Amen. Take them all. I don't want them back. That's how I'm going to pray. Two minutes. Time to decide. Today, if you hear his voice, hearken unto the Lord. Hearken unto him. Today, right now, is the moment you decide. I've done my best to discourage sin, disobedience, adultery, fornication, the long list. That's all I can do. I can pray for you, and I'd like to do that, but it's up to you to decide. Say, God, have mercy unto me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, I don't want to live this life anymore. I recognize and I repent of my sins. I recognize that I need Jesus Christ, that I was born short of the glory of God, and I must be born again. And it takes the blood of Jesus Christ to wash me, sanctify me, to justify me, and to be redeemed. Hallelujah. We read, if you're taking notes, we read some characteristics, if you would, of those who will not inherit the kingdom of God, but those inherit, you can write down the righteous, the washed, the sanctified, the justified. Verse 20, it says, for ye are bought with a price, that's redemption, it's talking about redemption, the redeemed. The redeemed inherit, the righteous inherit, the washed inherit, the sanctified inherit, the justified inherit. You decide today. You're attached to Jesus Christ, you're attached to our Lord, you're attached to God, or you're still fornicating, messed up, attached to something that doesn't come from God and never will belong to God. Attach yourself to God. This is how I want to pray. 15 seconds, decide today, saying, God, that's it. I'm putting an end to my sins. I'm tired of the curse that comes with it. Make that decision right now. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray. If there be just one person, one's enough. More than one, to God be the glory. Coming to the kingdom, coming to you right now. Sick and tired. Sinner, if I were you, I'd make a change right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, if there's someone asking for your mercy, for your grace, for your long-suffering, I pray that you hear their cry right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, a sinner comes home today. Tired of sinning, tired of disobedience. Lord, like was preached last week, like edified and exhorted the church to be well-doing. Hallelujah. So that one day we can hear, well done. This is my prayer today, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you're repenting right now, ask God, say, you, I come to you today. I don't want this mind. I don't want this spirit. I don't want this heart. I want new things. I want the things of God. Ask God for these things, and you will receive, as the Bible 
clearly tells us. This is what is making a difference right now in your life. It's done that quick. Say, God, forgive me of my sins, and God forgives. As far as the east is from the west, praise God. Doesn't matter what you've done, nor how much of it. It matters that right now Jesus Christ and his blood will redeem you. That's how great that cost is. Nothing else will cleanse. This is not willpower. This is not a determined mind. This is not putting together a New Year's set of resolutions. None of that works. You've tried all that. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. You believe this in your heart. You call upon him. Confess his name. Ye shall be saved. For as many as received him, as many as received Jesus Christ, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. I pray power into the lives of those receiving Jesus Christ right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for this message which we have received. It encourages us. It gives us more willpower. It gives us more zeal. It gives us more strength. It gives us more power to lay aside the weight and the sin which so easily will beset us. And run with patience the race which is before us. Lord, every single person running, my brothers and my sisters, young brothers, young sisters running today, we're standing before you and our hands are up, our arms are up in the air, Lord, as I pray and as we pray together. I pray that everyone run, running will run that they may obtain. Run that they may win. As we press toward the mark for the prize. We know what the prize is. It's to know Jesus Christ and to know him in the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Lord, I claim this in the lives of every single person listening today. Our yesterday was yesterday. Whatever was said and done, it's said and done. Today, there's a different today that's being created. We are no longer under the curse, but we shall live under the blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. I thank God for this message which we have received and for the word of God. We are not ashamed of Jesus Christ. We are ready to lift him up. We're not attached to a harlot. That's shameful, despicable. Lord, we are attached to Jesus Christ. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And being attached is what is shameful, not the harlot. If there's a harlot listening, a fornicator listening, an adulterer listening, a thief listening, a coveter listening, a reviler listening, Lord, and what are the couple others that I've, that I've, um, that I've forgotten? Their life changes today in the name of Jesus. Unrighteous listening, life changes today from this day forward in the name of Jesus. No longer. Lord, we want to inherit the kingdom of God. We do not want to be disinherited like Adam and Eve. One shot of disobedience, one sin, and they were disinherited. They were moved out by your angels and kept out by your angels. But Lord, we have a place reserved unto us. 
And I pray that every single person listening, within the sound of my voice, will make it their place. Hallelujah. At the coming of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. This is my prayer today. Lord, I thank God for this message. As it goes into repeat mode, I pray that this message will find its way into good ground for the saving of souls unto the furtherance of the kingdom of God. Lord, I thank God, devil, amen, we're making it hard for you as we get ready to pass 300,000 circulars with Jesus Christ on it. No other name. Devil, you're a loser. You're out. Jesus Christ. As, we get, as our trailer rolls around these streets, as we preach the word of God on whatever social media network, whatever technology we can use, and by just our word of mouth, Lord, in Jesus' name, we're not going to preach. We're not going to be witnessing in the parks. We're not going to be witnessing on the street corners in vain. We're going to find good ground in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Devil, you're losing territory. You're losing ground in the name of Jesus. The children of God are making a difference in this country and around the world. Lord, I thank you for it. Thank God for the message which we have received today. I thank God for ears which have been opened. And for that soul that is calling upon God today, saying, God, Lord, I don't want to be in sin anymore. Sin's a curse. Remove from me this curse and bless me. I choose life. His name is Jesus Christ. And with Jesus Christ, with the life that I choose, comes the blessing. Lord, you set that before us. And may every single person listening to me be a life chooser and a blessing liver in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray. Amen. If you've made your choice today to serve God, if you've made your choice today to give up sin, give up the curse, I welcome you into the family of God. It's that quick. God's forgiveness, his pardon is there. You need the word of God. Get to know God. The only way you get to know God is by his word. Praise God. Amen. By the living word, by the word of God, you need a Bible. If you've got trouble getting a Bible, reach, reach out to me. I'll answer your questions. I'll make sure there will be a Bible in your hands. You need to know. You need to have God's word. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I thank God today. Praise God. To God goes all the glory. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. I know it's precious, but you spent, I believe, good quality time with the Word of God. Amen. Get ready to receive what God has for us next, next week. We play this broadcast, this program, or last week's message, or the message before. There's going to be links that will appear in the comment section, and that will lead you to more scriptures, to more truth, to more for the Word of God. My name is Lincoln. Thank you so much for listening to That's the Truth. Let's do what the Word of God says. Flee fornication and give God the glory. Amen. For we have been bought with a great price, the Bible says, and therefore we glorify God in our body and in our spirit. So do that until Jesus comes. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, praise God. Be blessed. My brothers and sisters, be blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. Amen. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth. That's the Truth.